Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway. Rick Lupert here. I'm the MC of the show today. It's an open reading sponsored by Poetry Superhighway. We do this every month. Call in and read your poetry. The number is 646-716-7362. Kind of a gloomy day here in Southern California. The backyard cat has already hissed at me several times. I think he's just disapproving of the weather, as I am for today. But don't let that bother you and the rest of the world. Happy to have you with me. We uh, really want you to call in and read your poems. We have no content or style restrictions. It's a great opportunity to share your work with people all over the world. But first, before we get to that, before you call in, I mean, that is, before we get to your calls, you should call in now. 646-716-7363. Six two. We just started accepting sponsors to our summer poetry contest. I think this is the twentieth year of the contest. It also could be the nineteenth or eighteenth. There's a slim chance it's the seventeenth. I'm not sure. We've been doing this contest for a long time. It's not going to start until mid July, but already we're we're taking sponsors. The reason why we do this this far in advance is because our goal for our contest, besides having people who win the contest, who will win uh, a cash prize, who will get published on the Poetry Superhighway, who will get to tell people that they won a poetry contest, etc., uh, our goal is to be able to give every single person who enters a prize just for entering. We've been able to do that every single year that we've had the contest because of the generosity of people like you who've donated things that would be of interest to poets and writers. Uh, Typically, it's poetry books. Uh, Even if you just want to donate one copy of your poetry book or of a poetry book uh, that you would agree to send off to one of our contest entrants sometime in October when the contest is over, that would be cool. If you want to donate several things, that's that's cool. In the end, the whole goal is uh, is to be able to give every single person who enters a prize just for entering. So if you're interested in sponsoring our contest, go to the Poetry Superhighway website. There's a big banner on the top of the front page when the page loads up that says, Sponsor the 2015 Poetry Contest. And uh, you'll click on that. All the info is there. All the details are there. If you don't feel like reading the details, um, well, you have to read them. But if you have any questions, you can call in to the show and ask me about that as well. No problem. But basically, you're gonna you're gonna fill out a form there that lists who you are, you know, what your website is if you have one, uh, the, the the name you'd like to go under as a sponsor. You know, maybe it's your press name or, or something like that. And then you're gonna list your prizes. And uh, and that's it. And you have to agree to a couple of things. This is really important. You have to agree to um, mail out your prizes within two weeks of being notified of who to send them to. That's that's part of the deal. Is rather than sending the prizes to me and then I have to send out two hundred prizes, um, you will part of your deal as a sponsor is you're going to send your prize directly to the contest entrant or entrance, depending on how many prizes you donate, uh, within two weeks of being notified. And then, of course, notifying me that you've sent them out, and that's it. And uh, you'll you'll get some stuff for that in addition to uh, just feeling good that you're sponsoring a poetry contest. You will be entitled to a poetry-related classified ad in our newsletter. If you're listening to the show, you're probably 
probably get our weekly newsletter, the Poetry Superhighway newsletter. And uh, we we send it out every week, usually on Saturday, and with, with the information on who we're publishing that week, who the poets of the week are, um, new poetry links that we found on the web that... Uh, that you can click on and uh, and you know new publications you could submit work to and new individual poets pages and resources for poets etc. Um, this blog talk radio show and then the last section every week of our newsletter is the classified ad section which exclusively is for poetry and writing classified ads we don't you know take ads from Ben Gay and they've been calling you know offering a lot of money. But we're, you know, we're specifically only putting ads in there that are of interest to poets and writers. The newsletter goes out to thousands of people, and all of these people are poets and writers. So to get a classified in there for the entire duration of the contest, if you're a sponsor, even if you donate just one book or one thing, is pretty, pretty cool. Um, I've had a lot of good feedback over the years of people who've, um, you know, gotten response to their classified ads. In particular, if it's something like uh you know call for submissions or contests or things like that. So you get that for roughly 2 to 3 months or so every single week. You uh, also get your name listed as a sponsor um uh, in our in in the initial contest email and then on the web uh for the entire year you you'll be listed as a contest sponsor with your website etc. So it's a really good deal just for uh just for participating as a sponsor in the contest. And of course um, one thing that sponsors often ask is, can we, if we do sponsor, can we still enter the contest? And you can, uh, because the contest is judged blindly by the judges, meaning they your name is removed, not that we pull out their eyes. Can you imagine, though? They probably wouldn't want to judge the contest anymore. Anyway, uh, so... The judges get the poems without your name on them, so they have no idea whether it's sponsored poems or you know or poems from sponsors or, or anyone else. So, so there you go. Um, everyone wins at the Poetry Superhighway, and we want you to participate in that. Also, um, exciting news: we're going to get to our callers in a couple of minutes. Um, call in six four six seven one six seven three six two. Already a couple of people holding on the line, but uh, this is I, I guess personal news for me, personal poetry news. Um, my 17th book just came out on Rothko Press. It's called Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman. And uh, it's, uh, I don't know if you pay attention to the books I've been putting out. I know it seems like I put a book out every 10 minutes or so. Uh, but most of the books I've put out over the last 10, 15 years or so have been travel books, books that I've written Typically during a, a couple of week trip over the summer, wherever we've gone, the last book, uh, the Gettysburg Undress, that came out last year, was uh, written uh, two summers ago on on a trip to Washington D.C., Baltimore, uh, and a couple of places in Virginia. And uh, the book before that, uh, which was called Nothing in New England is New, I think that was that one. Poems written in various cities in New England. Before that, some Canadian cities. I, you know, I've written a lot of books that that are kind of localized to a very short time period, um, where I've written a ton of poetry about the experience of being on the, on this trip. Um, in 1997, before most of those books, I released a book called "I Am My Own Orange County," which was my second book and the first collection of poetry that I'd written over several years, not specific to travel or anything with no particular theme. It was my first collection of new work. Um, and this book, Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman, which just came out this past week on Rothko Press, um, is the first collection of new poetry since I Am My Own Orange County. So I'm very excited about it. It's uh, To say new poetry is kind of strange, though that's technically the type of poetry book it is because the books, the, the poems have, don't appear in other books, so it's not a selected, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it, But it really, it has poems that span from back in 1998, from the year after I Am My Own Orange County came out, all the way to, to poems written this year. So um, I'm very excited about it. Uh, check it out. You can go to my website, poetrysuperhighway.com, and there's a link to it right on the front page. It's available on Amazon. 
Um, a little bit later in the show, about the halfway mark, I'm going to play a uh, spoken word piece of the title track, Making Love the 50-Foot Woman, so you can hear that and hopefully inspire you to uh, check one out. You know, it means I, you know, we're all trying to pump our own stuff, and, and as we should be. I can't tell you how much it means to a poet to if if someone buys one of their books, you know, whether it's at a reading or online or whatever, you know, no one's getting rich off poetry, I'll tell you that. But uh, if we make a few dollars from selling books and then we can uh, go and sustain ourselves a little bit to buy a meal with it, it's it's just a huge deal. So check it out, Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman, my new book. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get to our callers. I've blabbled on long enough. Um the number again to call in to read your poem is area code 646-716-7362. You can call in via Skype. You can click the direct connect button on the show page as well. If you want to use your microphone on your computer instead of the phone, just do it, people. Do it. Our first caller is from the 310 area code. Hi. Just do it, people. Hello? Hi. Oh, I'm... Okay, sorry. I... I... <laughs> I've been listening, and it's Jean Jean Colonymous. Hi, Rick. How are you? Can you hear me? I can't. Um, I need you to turn the volume off on your computer and just listen in on the phone. Okay, hang on. Sorry. Okay, there we go. Cool. All right. Jean from Topanga, good to have you. There's a little delay yes, there. Yes, and I'm excited about your new book. I've heard one of the poems, I think the the title poem, and it's very funny. Oh, cool. I'm glad you think so. Yeah. I'm going to play the uh, a track of that later that I, that I made, but uh, awesome. How are you? How are things in Topanga Canyon? Things are good. Um, cloudy, like everywhere else. Um, and I'm, the poem I'm going to read today is a continuation of the Adam and Eve uh, cycle that I've been working on. Cool. And it's called Lavender Breath. I walk out of the Bible with Adam and Eve into the brush below. Intoxicated with lavender breath, we soar, watching a hawk. I tell them, I wish I had wings. We'd like to meet Chinese poet Du Fu, they say. We hear he loves wine, solitude, and like us, is more of the world than in it. I send them to the Tang Dynasty, then comb through these words as if citing names would bring people close before they go off on their own. I walk into the good book to snare another connection. When nothing appears, I know, like Adam and Eve, my words, too, have fled. That's it. Very cool. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I love the idea of, you know, uh, was it Adam and Eve who you sent to the Tang Dynasty? Yes. Yeah, that's, uh, I just, you just kind of wonder, you know. I mean, that's a long time ago, so, it, you know, compared to, to today, uh, the Tang Dynasty, I'm sure, uh, you know, uh, lacks a modern sophistication we're used to. But for Adam and Eve, who, you know, pretty much just had the garden, yep. it must have been quite a quite a culture shock. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's my next poem. Do it. <laughs> Jean, anything else you want to tell us about what's going on in poetry? Oh, I have a website. Um jeancolonymous.weebly. That's spelled W E E B L Y dot com. And that's new and the both of us working together is new. <laughs> And um, that's kind of what new. What's new? Cool. Yeah. Maybe. Do you want to talk a little bit about what what it is that we're doing together, in case anyone doesn't doesn't know sure. and wants to be able to participate? Um, there is the Topanga Messenger 
uh, is running, that's the local newspaper in Topanga, is running a poetry contest. And the deadline to submit to topangamessenger.com is June 1st next month. And Rick, myself, and Oleg Kagan, the um, librarian at the um, Topanga Library, are jurors. And Rick actually has, Rick Lupert, has written the prompt. Um, should I read the prompt? Sure. Is it too long? Okay. The prompt is, goes as this. Topanga is unique in Los Angeles, a refuge for artists in the 60s that has yet to shed its bohemian enclave reputation, nor should it. When you visit, you know you are there. You may find comfort in that, or you may feel an itch to retreat to something more familiar. Perhaps you feel the same about your home or a particular place. Write a poem of place. It can be a place you love and are supremely comfortable in, or the complete opposite. Speak to the unique identity of that place, even if that identity is exclusive to your perception of it. You can paint a complete picture or hone in on a minute detail. Be brave, be funny, Show us your Topanga. Take us to that place. Um, and the amount of poems is to submit is no more than two poems, no longer than 50 lines, which is a request for no epics, please. And you <laughs> send it to editor at topangamessenger.com. All copyrights revert to the owner upon publication. Is there a fee for entering the contest? No. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And should I read the prizes? Sure, why not? First prize is $25 and Rick Lupert's latest book, The Gettysburg Undress. Second so technically, prize, that's not true anymore. No. <laughs> Second prize, Holdouts, the Los Angeles Poetry Rena the Los Angeles Poetry Renaissance by Bill Moore, University of Iowa Press. His account of Los Angeles po poetic communities. And third prize is Madness, Rack and Honey by award winning poet Mary Rufo who was a finalist, this particular book was a finalist for the 2012 National Book Award. And awesome. That's it. Well, it sounds pretty cool. I, um, I didn't realize we were calling our role as jurors because I always, you know, cringe at the idea of jury duty. I know, but, me too. Um, <laughs> give, me, give me a better word. I don't know. I, I we call ours for the poach for highway contest judges, but the, you know that I guess that's you know, yeah. a whole other thing. <laughs> maybe maybe okay. uh, people who will read your poems and decide. I I don't know. <laughs> yes, there we go. That's good enough. <laughs> All right, Jean. Well, thank you so much for calling, and uh, and uh, and uh, can't wait to to read poems for this contest. Yeah, hopefully uh, Flavia will get some out soon. So, All right. we have questions, so send more in. All right, cool. Okay. All right, that was uh, – thank you so much, Jean. Have a good rest of your day. That was uh, Jean Colonimus from uh, Topanga Canyon, California, right here in Southern California. Check her out on the web at jeancolonimus.weebly.com. Uh, don't be confused there. The contest she's mentioning is 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 is, is not the Poetry Superhighway contest, which is starting in mid July. It's a, it's a whole separate thing that I was uh, honored to be asked to write the prompt for and uh, be one of the judges, the uh, jurors of whatever the good word is there. Um, and no fee to enter. Pretty cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving on. The number for you to call in is area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from the 973 area code. Hi. Hello, Rick. How are you? I'm good, thanks. 
Who's this? This is Ron Brenner. I haven't been on for a couple of months, so I figured it was time to call back. Indeed. Indeed. Where Rick, are you calling I'd like from? To, I'd like to thank you for uh, running that uh, everyday prompt uh, thing you you ran. It uh, was very helpful to me, and uh, I suspect it was helpful to, uh, to a lot of writers out there. Oh, cool. Did you write? Uh, did you write a number of poems from it? Uh, I, I wrote uh, about four poems from it, and I'm still working on uh, the prompts. The best prompt, I think, was one by Elizabeth Marchetti, or at least the one I thought was best, where you uh, write about someone in your life who is not a poet, but whose life is a poem. And that was very good, and it really got me going. That's really cool. Yeah, you know, I suspected that because uh, the prompts were so different uh, that that people will, you know, will have a different perception of what the best one is, you know. Um, sure. And, and I, I think that was the idea. I, I, it wasn't my goal in, in publishing all those prompts to, you know, to have one universal type of prompt, but rather a lot of different voices represented asking you to do all kinds of different different things and 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 with that in mind I'm quite sure that some people looked at some of the prompts and said oh this is great I definitely can write something for this and some people other people you know saw them and and felt man this is not uh not something I'm going to be able to to do I really don't you know so um it's interesting to hear what your your favorite one was Yeah there was a great variety Tell me remind me where you're calling from Uh Glen Ridge New Jersey Glen Ridge New Jersey okay I'm just making a note. Um, all right, cool. So do you have a poem for us, Ron? Yes, I do. Gliding carelessly through the loose foliage in your head, turning left at the brain, I strain to see the synapses that fire your brilliance, the stars in my sky, pebbles in my shoe. I won't have no one there, no one around, to bring you down. It's a groovy world. Let me bring it to a good, 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 good thing. And let me see those synapses fire. <laughs> I, I'd like to see that as well. <laughs> that was Paul Revere in the Raiders, by the way. I don't know if you know that. I did not, but uh, I do now, so that's cool. Um, awesome. Was that one a, was that one from a prompt or just a, a new poem? Uh, no, that was one I wrote a while back before the prompts uh, started. But I'll, next time I'll give you one of the prompts. Okay, cool. So, Ron, is anything else going on in your poetry world that you want to share with us? Yeah, on um, May twenty eighth in uh, the Montclair, New Jersey Public Library at seven p.m. There's the uh, celebration of the. Uh, publication of Lips Magazine. There's going to be uh, uh, all the uh, people that have written uh, poems in, in that particular issue are going to be uh, reading, and also there will be an open reading afterwards, so uh, everybody will get a chance. Uh, the, the poets include uh, your friend Stanley Barkin and also Elizabeth Marchetti. Oh, nice. Dear, are you for, are you, do you know Stanley from outside of Poetry Superhighway? Uh, no, I don't. But I'm hoping to meet him uh, that night. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's uh, it's always a fascinating to me that this idea that uh, uh, you know when when I meet someone who I've only known from from the website or even from here, you know, to actually interact with them in person is uh, is a pretty cool thing. And it's interesting to hear now that two people I know who don't know each other are going to connect. You know, um, it's it's like the synapses are connecting. Um, and and it's a tangible thing, so that's uh, that's really cool. Glad to hear it. That sounds like a fun thing. Yeah, that that will be great. Well, thank you for uh, for the opportunity to read the poem, Rick, and uh, uh, good luck with the contest. I think it's going to be a great one. Me too. All right, cool. Well, thanks for calling in, Ron. Okay. Bye. Bye. That was a Ron Bremner calling from Glen Ridge, New Jersey, a repeat offender here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, uh, cool. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, you know, he was mentioning the um, prompt a day 
uh, piece that we did last month during National Poetry Month. I guess uh, I guess we haven't uh, talked about it since since it ended uh, because this is the first show since the end of May. But uh, we published a poetry writing prompt every single day, and uh, you know, with the idea that you would read these prompts and, and maybe write a poem from it. Because uh, if you were participating in the Napo Rimo, the thirty thirty people uh, took up the challenge of writing thirty poems during the month of April, a poem every month, a poem every day. Um, and then, of course, there was the invitation to post those poems as responses or comments, I should say, to to the uh, Facebook posting of that prompt. We've got a little bit of attention there. I realize there's a um, – there's a some people – a lot of people – I just kind of realized this from another group that was doing this. They, they made a secret group to uh, publish to, so you could post your 30, 30 poems. Uh, because, of course, some publications will not accept poems for publication if they already appear on the Internet, etc. Et so I realize that some people may not have uh, wanted to post their poems as a result of uh, – uh, because they you know, didn't want to uh, then not be eligible to have their poems appear uh, elsewhere or considered for, for various publications, etc. Anyway, the, um, that happened uh, in April, as we do every year. That was our third year doing doing this, uh, 30 different poets. We, we got so many prompt submissions, I, I, I couldn't put up half of them. Um, so if you submitted a prompt and yours didn't go go up, my apologies. I tried to you know, mix it up with the best sensibility I, I could. Uh, um, with with what went up, but that doesn't mean that uh, that your prompt was bad if it didn't go up. I could just only put up thirty of them, and I got uh, more than more than double of those submitted. But anyway, if you're interested in seeing the prompts, maybe you're you know during the year you still write poetry. You don't leave it all till the month of April. You can check them out on our website, poetrysuperhighway.com, uh, and in the upper right hand corner, there's a link that says special projects where a few different things are listed, and one of them is a prompt a day. And then under that, there's uh, three different selections, 2015, 2014, and 2013. So that's 90 different poetry prompts. Some All 30 prompts from, from the last three years are there. Are there. So if you're still looking for a, an idea for something to write with, uh, check it out there. And uh, maybe uh, maybe one of those 90 ideas will uh, will speak to you, and you'll you'll write something. All right, ladies and gentlemen, about a half an hour left in the show. Uh, plenty of open open lines for you to call in. The number is 646-716-7362. I'd love to hear your poem. I'd love to hear what's going on in your poetry world. Tell us about your latest thing, your website, your reading, your publication, um, and, and just read a poem. Uh, there you go. All right, um, 646-716-7362. Our next caller is... Uh, a blocked number. Hello. Hey, Rick. Yeah. Michael in Michael. Birmingham. How are you, I've Michael? Got a long, okay, I have a long poem that I wrote. And um, you got a lot of callers waiting today? We got time for a long poem, but you know, I just want to be clear. You normally read haiku, so a long poem for you might be like 20 syllables. Yeah, I mean, I didn't plan it that way. It's based upon my mother's birthday. Yes, would be tomorrow, and it would be she'd be 86. Not that that matters, because when we leave here, we're no longer chronological, which is the beautiful thing about it. But it's not about her existence here. It's about the existence there. Uh, it's called Dying to Attend a Wedding, a Light Wedding. On the date of Mother's birthday, uh, on the date of Mother's birthright, May 18th. And it begins with a quote from a group called Chicago, 1972. Saturday in the park, a real celebration waiting for us all. Unisons made of heaven are born from earth since the baby breath. Our God part created the heart, not earthbound from the cradle, already bypassing the grave, and the soul free upon soul and outer space, fresh from the word, keeping her faith and keeping their vows right, keeping her vows, but not her last breath, into your hands, as she closes her eyes and becomes that part of the wind she has long belonged into your hands, taking her breath away, 
to a wedding not found in the storybook kingdom. For love is not a story. Only love is real, and what's real can't die, even if it wanted to. For the Lord is our shepherd, and we do not need to want. Looking out of sight, away on the miracle lift, eloping with the Lord, only he exhorts her to thy kingdom come, to rejoin with the capitano of her heart. Here arrives the bride on the arm of our Father, the unrehearsed reception of the real renewal of their vows. They married in the name of love, till death do us part was never on the guest list, an uninvited illusion that never showed up. On earth was the echo just of the eternal I pronounce you my children, Vincent and Virginia, husband and wife, father and mother, for life, the gift never wrapped up, springing forth the fountain of light, the shower that never runs out or cold. And that's why youth rhymes with truth, and grandmother christened her middle name as a home woman, she rinsed human errors with the divine, forgiven and forgotten, mopping up with hope and mercy no one left behind. And that's why wife rhymes with life. Since an engine genius, nurturing straight from the heart, she raised flat lines from becoming finishing lines, last lines, power lines beyond time, the lifeline from maternity to eternity. And that's how they find themselves with family perfectly reunited at the heights without the weathering, lingering in the field of clear vision, eye heart and pure energy, her son, her song of herself, the same son, her son, I'll always be. We come to the Father by way of the Son, but there is no Son without the Mother. And that's how her joy continues to rhythm and rhyme with her boy. Strawberry Blonde, I'll keep us together forever. Nice. Was that, was that more... That, I would... I would say the end, but there is no end. There is no end. I guess just stop talking then. Uh, you know, it's a, is that a Chicago lyric at the end too? Uh, strawberry blonde, I'll keep you together forever. Strawberry feels forever. Oh, sorry, of course, Beatles, right? You, you mentioned. Yeah, I knew it sounded familiar, and you'd mentioned uh, you mentioned Chicago at the beginning, and so I, I it somehow got in my head. But oh, yeah, yeah you were ripping on the Beatles. I'm sorry, why don't, why don't you go ahead and talk now, Michael? I real, excuse me? Uh, go uh, ahead. I'm, I didn't I'm listening. pronounce the word. Uh, since and Anjane. 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 I think it's Anjane. Since and Anjane, genius. Okay. Well, I know that was a long one, and I really wrote it and really wanted to read it today. Sometimes I have poems that I really want to read, but I know you're busy, and it's, so I'll just... I'll shorthand and go with something shorter, but today, thank you, because today's the 17th, which I love the number 17, and then tomorrow's the 18th, which would have been, you know, the 86th, and then also 18th, um, to cross current with the arts, tomorrow's International Museum Day, the 18th. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know it because it falls on her birthday. That was always a beautiful coincidence because we like the museum a whole lot. Well, look, I thank you for letting me make it possible for me to read that today on the air. Uh, no problem, Michael. It was uh, it was really cool because you uh, you know often you don't get on till the very end when we don't have a lot of time and uh, and and regardless you you typically write you know very short pieces. You're you're you know at least most of what I've heard from you is 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 haiku or very short pieces and and I know that you carry the torch for that form and 
and and so it was uh, uh, surprising to see what and enjoyable and and cool to hear what what you would do you know in, in fleshing out a full you know lengthy poem um, without the restrictions per se of having to stick to a particular syllable count or, or shortness and it was uh, a lovely uh, a lovely piece for your mom and I'm I'm really glad we got to hear it. Yeah, I guess you would consider it a memoir poem. It had some north a narrative line to it, but someone's written a haiku, and I'm paraphrasing uh, to the effect that a point is only as long as it needs to be. So if it needs to be haiku, it's a haiku. If it needs to be what I wrote today, two pages, it needs to be that. Although I would say if I, when I go back and maybe edit that, there might be some trimming. It might have some overwriting stuff in it that's not clear. So, uh, well, anyway, but I'm glad that the, uh, I had the opportunity to read the, uh, the and earlier early draft of it, not that it was a draft I did do some I worked on the last few days with some fine tuning even up till you know like an hour before calling in. All right, Roxy, well, you got other callers and uh when's the reading for June and is it gonna be open? Uh the the next reading will be June fourteenth and yes it'll be uh, our regular open reading. Uh the show we'll do in July will be a conversation with with our conversation ju- our contest judges and uh and uh and then we'll have a regular open reading in in August and September. Um so yeah, next month June 14th 2 p.m. Pacific is our next worldwide open reading. Well, maybe we'll hear something from Father. <laughs> maybe. No, Father's Day. Father's Day. Okay, great. Have a good week. Thanks you too, Michael. Take it easy. That was uh Michael calling from Birmingham. Alabama reading a poem that I was just flabbergasted to hear because again we typically hear you know three line poems from him or, or maybe three of those together in a triptych of sorts uh, you know so a poem that was two whole pages I alert the media people I guess technically since this is a show we are the media uh, fight the media wait don't anyway ladies and gentlemen the number for you to call in uh, is 646-716-7362. Call in now. We've got about 20 minutes left in the show. You plenty of uh, open lines and opportunity for you to to uh, share your poem and tell us what's going on in your world. I wanted to mention uh, – well, I, I mentioned earlier I should say that I've got a new book out. It's called Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman um, on Rothko Press. And I, I promised I was going to play for you a spoken word track from it. Uh, This is actually the title poem, a poem I wrote a number of uh, years ago, originally appeared in an anthology that came out on Right Bloody Press called uh, The Last American Valentine. I was really happy to have this in there. Um, I think it was later uh, published by another San Francisco publication, um, but I probably shouldn't have said that since I forget which one it was. But uh, now it's in my new book. It's the title poem, and here is uh, here is here's that. Making love to the fifty-foot woman. Foreplay takes a week. You have to buy a ladder. When she says just a little to the left, you have to get there by car. You can have her in two different neighborhoods at once. Mood music, an orchestra, her bed, a forest. Protection, let's just say you can get lost in the options. When she finishes, it makes the news. Items fall off shelves, bridges collapse. When you finish, she doesn't notice. When the woman so large, feeling inadequate is normal. But she is sweet, makes you comfortable, looks down at you with her eyes like two Hubble telescopes, says to you with open arms and legs, Don't worry, sweetie. You're just the right size. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the uh, spoken word track version of the title poem, Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman, from my new book out on Rothko Press. It's 138 
pages of poetry I've written over the last almost 20 years. Um, a lot of cool stuff in there, a lot of stuff that uh, I was lucky enough to have uh, published in various magazines and uh, online and print publications. And I, I finally got off my lazy poet ass and uh, gathered a collection together instead of just publishing all the poems I wrote during during 10 days uh, on a trip. Not that those aren't good things. Uh, those are some good books too, but uh, it mean a lot to me if you if you checked it out, if you pick up a copy and you and you like it, if you want to post a comment on the Amazon page, that's always really helpful. Um, I encourage you to do that for any book that you like, in particular if you're buying books of poets and individual folks who who aren't you know uh, authors on giant presses and uh, and and things like that. You know, it's it's super helpful to a poet. Um, um, in particular, in a small press, when when people comment and post reviews, uh, and uh, and uh, it's it not not just because it encourages other people to to check it out, but it's just it means a lot to the you know the the author. You know, we we read the we read the comments we see on on our books on on the Amazon product pages and things like that, and just the, the idea that one person read it and thought enough to make make a comment. Uh, hopefully, it's a nice comment. You know, but not everyone likes everything, so that of course that's not always going to happen. But uh, you know, it just it's nice. You know, it's it's kind of gratifying to know our work is out there and reading. I encourage you guys to do that for any book that you read, um, etc. So check it out. Check out my new book, Making Love to the Fifty Foot Woman, out now on Rothko Press. There's a few more sample poems on my website. If you click on, go to my website, poetrysuperhighway.com. Uh, uh, the top news item there is about the book, and then right at the bottom it says click to read more, and I think there's five or six poems there that you can read, in, including the text of the one that I just played. Um, just a note on that, um, I try to play a spoken word track uh, every month here on Poetry Superhighway Live, and the idea is that kind of like what I just played for you, that it's um, that you've produced it in in some way. You've added some music, you've it, or maybe it's a live re- recording from a, a reading with an audience or something like that. It's something different from you just reading your poem into the mic and that's it. Because if if that's going to be it, you can you can you can just call in and do that live on the show. And I encourage you to do that, of course, as well. Um, we're looking for something where you're merging your spoken word art, your particular style of reading your poem, with some other sound to create. A track, as it were. And so, if you've listened to what I've played here on Poetry Superhighway Live in the spoken word track section, it's all that kind of stuff. It's all someone's added music, someone's added other effects, you know, just done something to kind of accentuate what's going on in the poem beyond just speaking it. Or even, you know, we we have uh, we've played before. Um, you know, live tracks from from poetry readings where there's a there's an audience and and sometimes there was live music there, as too. So so consider that sensibility. And if you've got something like that, or if you'd like to make something like that, just uh, um, for for consider for me to consider playing on Poetry Superhighway Live in a future show, um, just email it to me at uh, at uh, Rick at PoetrySuperhighway.com. Email me the MP3. I, I certainly will listen to it and. Um, and odds are, uh, if, if you've put even the smallest amount of uh, effort into it, I, I would be happy to play it as well. Um, another way that the uh, that the reading is open as well. All right, uh, moving on to our next couple of callers. The uh, number for you to call in, got 15 min- minutes left in the show. The number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 516 area code. Hi. Hi, it's Stan Barkin. Uh, from Merrick calling. Hi, Stan. Uh, Stan Barkin. I, yeah, I heard. Um, hi. Um, did hi. you hear? Uh, did you hear our uh, caller earlier mentioning you? No, uh, I, I I was uh, up very late today because of an event, uh, a Sicilian event, the night before. So I just uh, turned off my email about a half an hour ago. No problem. Watch it. Ron Bremner from Glenridge, New Jersey, who I don't think you've met, uh, mentioned that he's going to an event where you're one of the featured uh, people, and he's what looking is the, forward what to is meeting his name? you. Ron Bremner. No, I don't know him. Hmm. Well, that's but exactly. That's, uh, he, but he said he's going to an event coming up uh, soon that you're going to be a featured uh, probably poet at, at St. John's, the uh, Giovanni Melli. Uh, readings there. That's another Sicilian uh, writer of the late uh, 
uh, 18th, early 19th century. Yes. Okay, great. It's nice to be noted. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I mentioned to Ron uh, uh, earlier, you know, I just think it's cool when uh, when, you know, connections are made, um, you know, which previously only existed virtually. You know what I'm saying? I um mm-hmm. You know, I uh, you know, you and I interacted uh, via email and the website before I ever heard your voice on Poached Superhighway Live, which was which was a very cool thing. And you know, someday maybe we'll meet in person, which will you know, it's the synapses are connected. It'd be great if you ever connection. come to New York area. I can certainly arrange some readings for you. You'd be happy. I would be happy to greet you at Casa Barkin here in Merrick. Uh, and if I get out your way again. Um, California, I, I was going more to the uh, Big Sur area, um, Carmel, than uh, elsewhere. But um, when my wife had uh, two uh, elderly aunts in Los Angeles area, we did go down there. I think I called you once from there. Yes, Could I be. did. And, Could but be. you were in the mountains somewhere. <laughs> and I think that was the case, right? Yeah. It's anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Well, Stan, it's it's great to hear yeah. your voice. You got a you got a poem for us? Yes, I do. It's uh, from uh, the latest book that I'm sharing with uh, Danielle Corbu of Romania. It's called "The Machine for Inventing Ideals," and it, in Romanian, that's "Mașina de Inventat Idealuri." So I'm going to read the poem in English. It's called "Cat's Eden." Uh, does man play with the cat, or does the cat play with man? Wrote Montaigne. Anyone who has a cat at home knows the answer to that question. When the first cat crawled up on a rock in Eden, he cautiously considered all the creatures about him. Closing his eyes at too much sun pouring through the leafy overgrowth, he licked his front paws, rubbed his ears, curled his tail around him and purred, Well, this one I'll call man, that one woman. Just I don't know what happened to Stan, but uh, he uh, he's gone. My God, I hope the cat. Oh, here uh, I am. Oh, there you are. Here okay. I, here I am. What happened in the middle of the poem? I I, I didn't hear anything. I don't know. Uh, oh, really? Uh, oh, let me yes. just start from the beginning. Okay. Cat's Eden. Does man play with the cat, or does the cat play with man? Said Montaigne. Anyone who has a cat at home knows the answer to that question. When the first cat crawled up on a rock in Eden, he cautiously considered all the creatures about him. Closing his eyes at too much sun pouring through the leafy overgrowth, he licked his front paws, rubbed his ears, curled his tail around him and purred, Well, this one I'll call man, that one woman, just right for two pets in my garden. They will serve me milk and catnip and caress me whenever I wish. Now it's time to play mouse and cat. On second thought, off to lunch. I think we got the whole thing this time. Um, you know, I don't. I, I so. have. I, I'm very, very much a cat person, and I don't know that I know the yeah. answer to that first question that you that you pose in the poem there. <laughs> Um, I think it's the cat who plays with Ben. <laughs> it could be. It could be. I am. I, I'm not sure. I. I. Uh, you know. I just try to feed them and keep them. Keep them on my side. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I actually uh, yeah, volunteered I, at a cat shelter every. Usually on Sunday. On, I'm do? heading there oh, right after the show. And you're my kind uh, of man. I'm called the Cat Man of Merrick. I oh, that's had great. nine cat, nine feral cats. I took care of him down to two. One mother cat with one of her daughters. Uh, strangely called Chico, because when she had one litter, it was Chico, Groucho, uh, Harpo, and Zeppo, we called them. But two were male and, and, uh, and two were female. One female has remained. It's amazing to see a mother cat still so uh, getting along so well with a daughter cat that's fully grown. That's very unusual. But they do get along very well together. Well, they've known each other for the the child's whole life, you know. Uh, yes. So it's 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 a little easier than when you introduce a new cat into a situation with other cats. But um, yeah, you know the the volunteer position they have at the uh, at the Pet Orphans of Southern California, mm-hmm. which is where where I uh, volunteer, um, is called Cat Socializer. 
So, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, and it, this is listed on their website. Your job is to pet and groom the cats. And as soon as I saw that, I thought, <laughs> this is definitely something I could volunteer and do. Well, that's so, wonderful anyway. that you do that. I have another friend named Joan Digby who has a press called the Feral Press. It's called the Feral Press because she takes care of 50 feral cats at CW Post as well as rescuing a, a horse that was going to go to the glue factory called Snowball. And <laughs> in, in any kind of weather, even in terrible snows, she would drive out there and make sure he was fed with hot meal and rub his legs and wash him over. You know, she's amazing. Joan Digby of the Feral Press. Anyway, yeah. So we're, I guess, we're in a in a, a community of uh, cat lovers. You and I and Joan. Yeah. Must must be. Well, I'm just I'm excited uh, to be a part of that community. I'm more excited to just get to hang out with cats, to be honest with you. But, but that's cool. Uh, but it's good to meet. Have you written any spirits. cat poems? Have, have I written, written yes. any cat poems? As a matter of fact, uh, a uh, I'm, I have a box called Cat Poems that I'm planning to fill with postcards, five and a half by eight and a half. I'll send you a um, a notice on on the requirements for sending the poem in for that. I'd be delighted to have a poem of yours on a postcard in the cat poem box. Cool. All right. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll send you the specifications. I was planning to do that to a lot of people around the world, so I might as well add you. Do it. Yeah, I'd love to participate in any cat-related project, especially if poetry is involved. All right. Well, Stan, thanks so much for calling in. Great to hear your voice as always. Thank you for providing this outlet for poets. You're doing a great job with that. Thank you so much. Thanks so Take much. Bye-bye. You too. All right, that was uh, Stan Barkin from Merrick, New Jersey, uh, who I just discovered as a cat person. I guess we all just discovered that. Maybe you already knew that. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, uh, there are poems about cats. In fact, in my new book, Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman, there are uh, a few poems about my my cats. Uh, from you know, I've, I've, I've got two cats now, and, and a couple years ago it was four, but two of them passed away. Uh, uh, old cats. I had them for a very long time, 16, 17 years each. And uh, so there's poems about uh, what it was like when they were here and and, and poems of sadness when they were gone. It's not a whole book of cat poetry. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Uh, but they're represented. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I can get to a couple more callers with the time that we have left. Uh, the number is 646-716-7362 if you would like to be one of them. Um, our next caller is from the 845 area code. Hi. Hi, Rick. It's Lynn Houston. Hi, Lynn. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. You guys featured me as a, um, a featured poet in early April on the Poetry Superhighway site. Um, awesome. So great to hear your voice and connect with, with people who, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I, I only uh, otherwise know virtually. Right, right. I love what you're doing here. This is fabulous to get poetry out there in a more um, musical, oral way, you know? Yeah, I think there's nothing like, you know, uh, for a poet or for a fan of poetry to hear or speak, you know, poetry out loud. You know, I think, uh, I'm I'm sure I've said this ad nauseum on this show, but um, the idea that... uh, you know that that you should read your poetry out loud helps you get to know your own poetry better and uh and helps people who are listening to it experience it in a way that they uh you know that they they wouldn't otherwise necessarily get to and uh, you know it's like a primary Absolutely. source uh gone yeah. wild as it were yeah you were a featured poet April 20th to 26th with David Gale, who's a local poet here in Southern California who has a, a new book out. So I'm um, so cool to hear yeah. your voice. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for holding this. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. So you, you got a poem for us? I do. It's called Sweetwater Sister. It's um, in a book of mine that's coming out in August. Uh, the book is called The Clever Dream of Man, and it's coming out with Aldrich Press. So this one is Sweetwater's Sister. The old rules made for so much less guesswork. Women knew where we stood if a man didn't cover a mud hole with his coat or offer us a smoke. But to love a man who loves the past is to become assassin. 
My failures remind him that history is dead as if I killed it. This flat-chested athletic build will never be pinup girl plump. And when I mention vintage cars are impractical to drive, that mercury is poison in neon signs, he tells me, you're a drag doll, a square. He wants that pair of conical tits beneath the atomic beehive hairdo. In the foggy morning mirror, he looks back with exasperation, like a man about to pluck the straw tip wrapper off an egg cream, something he discards before the sweetness. That was awesome. I'd like to hear you read a lot more poetry. Oh, no. Of you to say. <laughs> I was just glancing at at one of your um uh, uh websites and uh, at your profile um and you you say um uh your, your bio is very brief. I'm a writer and a college professor. In my free time I fish poorly. Yes. <laughs> it's just I do what I write about not catching any fish and kicking my rod into the lake instead. <laughs> Accidentally. I uh well there's a whole other vision. But I um that's so cool. Where are you calling from, by the way? Newburgh, New York. Ooh, it's an it's an East Coast centric show today. Um yes. Yes. I yes, should tell you I move. I was going to say, I, I, when I was in Boy Scouts uh in central New York, I received the fishing merit badge. Really? Yeah. What was that for? Just for catching the most fish or? No, it's, you know, I guess with merit badges, you have to demonstrate a number of skills related to the thing that you're doing, um, knowledge of how to do stuff. And, you know, and I I, honestly, this was 1981. So I I honestly don't remember the specifics, (laughs) but I do remember that my scoutmaster, I, I think after getting the merit badge, I, I think I made the mistake of leaving my fishing pole down, you know, by the, the banks of the, the, the lake or whatever it was. And Are you there? Rick? You know, I just Anyway, that's, I've gone on enough about fishing. What you were, I think I interrupted you earlier. No, no, that's okay. Before the end of this, we're going to have an anthology of cat poetry and an anthology of fish poetry. <laughs> well, that's that's a natural marriage, I think, uh, uh, of something. The cat might eat the fish bones, and and that's going to piss someone off. But uh, it's going to be good. Do you do you have anything? Um, I've got a couple minutes left. Or do you do you have any? Anything you want to tell us about in poetry, your website, or a project going on? You you mentioned your your new book that's coming out. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's my first uh, my first collection, uh, the Clever Dream of Man, coming out from Aldrich Press in August. Um, this has been a wild ride um, to have my first poetry book published, but um, I'm working with some good people there, and uh, yeah, it's exciting. I'm I'm moving to New Haven, Connecticut, to start the MFA program at Southern Connecticut State University in Poetry. So really excited to work with Vivian Shipley and Jeff Mock there. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Lynn, great to hear your voice. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, it's so cool when, you know, people I've only known electronically suddenly show up, uh, uh, you know, a little less virtually, I guess, um, on the phone here on, on Blog Talk Radio. So thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for having us, Rick. Appreciate it. No problem. Call in again. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, with calls, I just go bam, 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 and get to all of you. Uh, but uh, if you wait to call in at the very end, um, uh, it's, I, and sometimes this happens and I can't get to you, so I'm sorry. So thanks, everyone, for calling in. Thanks for uh, from Gene from Topanga, Ron from Glenridge, Michael from Birmingham, Stan from Merrick, and Lynn from Newburgh, New York. Um, our next show is June 14th, 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific. We're going to do the same thing all over again. Please check out my new book, Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman from Rothko Press. It's available on Amazon, and there's some poems you can check out right on my website, poetrysuperhighway.com. Uh, and uh, and if and I'd love it if you'd consider donating some prizes to our 
Our upcoming summer poetry contest is a sponsor. You can check out all the details on the Poetry Superhighway website. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.